Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is a podcast where we remind ourselves that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. So let's always do our best to be everyday Christians, not just Christians on Sundays, not just Christians on Wednesdays, but every day of the week. We've got Lima Asine with us again this week and for the next several weeks on this podcast. And we've been talking about the plan of salvation. We talked about hearing the gospel in uh, last week's episode. So if you have not listened to that episode yet, make sure you go back and listen to that one. And then we will build on that with this week's episode. We mentioned Romans 10 verse 17 last week, which says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So hearing is extremely important. And we talked about how hearing is not just simply letting it come in our ears, but it's actually actively listening and comprehending what the word of God has to say and that produces faith. And so we're talking about faith on the podcast this week. Once again, I've got Lima with me. Lima, how are you doing? Doing great, brother. Appreciate you having me. No problem. Glad to have you. And uh, Lima, before we get into our subject for this week, uh, Lima just got back from Israel and uh, kept up a, a little bit with his travels there on, on Facebook and on YouTube. He's got a YouTube channel. You can uh, watch a little bit about that. Uh, anything you want to tell us about there uh, with your trip to Israel? I'm sure that was an amazing trip. It, it was absolutely amazing. Um, uh, learned a lot just being there. I, I think for me, it was it was just being at the uh, some of the locations where the apostles and Jesus have been and just reading the Bible while you're there. It, it's It hits different. And um, I highly recommend that if you plan to go, go with uh, John Moore and Bible and passages. I did not travel with them uh, because I didn't realize it, that they had a, a group going that time. But I highly recommend if you do it, go with John Moore and their group because we, we kind of went with a mixed group. And uh, there were some benefits to it, but uh, there were also some uh, uh, things that I wish we, we didn't have to do, <laughs> but yeah. uh, overall it was a great experience. Awesome. That's, that's great. That's uh that's always something that a lot of people would, would love to be able to go see myself included. Was it, was it scary at all over there? Uh, you know what? It was, it wasn't really scary. Um, uh, there were times I was kind of nervous about, you know, how people would be and, yeah. you know, uh, hearing about, the news of Israel, Palestine, Jordan, right. and all that stuff, and and um, just being there, it, it was we followed the the guidelines pretty good, and there was nothing that out of the ordinary that would have caused anyone to be fearful. Right. And so it was the overall positive experience. Um, but uh, one of the things, one of the sad things, is that you still kind of see the mindset of the Jews uh, that you read about in the scriptures still very uh much alive in the you know the quote-unquote jews that are uh living in the land of israel today it's kind of sad yeah. to see it yeah that is so uh, sad to see that you know they rejected jesus but it is what it is you know so well um, we're talking about believing speaking of of our lord jesus uh, we have to believe in him and uh that's what we're going to talk about on the podcast this week so i think Everyone who claims to be a Christian probably agrees with us on this one, Lehman. Would you say that's that's right? Oh, absolutely. 
Um, you won't you won't have trouble with with talking to people who claim to be followers of God. You you won't have trouble at all talking to them about believing in God. For the most part, yeah, most people agree that you must believe in God. I mean, the golden text of the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Anyone who follows, claims to follow Christ, they know of that verse. And and so it's sort of like common ground that we believe. And when you really put the scriptures out, bring the word of God out and test what we believe, then that's where you start seeing some differences. <laughs> right. So I think uh, everybody who claims Christianity to some extent acknowledges that we must believe. The problem is uh, defining believe is not the same. And and how we define believe as, as Christians, as members of the Lord's church, is not simply a mental assent to the knowledge of, okay, this is the Lord, this is the Messiah. Obviously, that's part of it. But it's really much more to that, wouldn't you say, Lima? Yes, it's it's uh, it's obedience. When we say when when we see in the scriptures, belief is obeying God. Right. Um, it's not just the acknowledgement. Oh well, I know there's a God, and so I believe in God. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, the difference between believing in God and believing God. Right. We believe in God, but we also believe God. That means that when God says we do, we do what he says. And that's part of believing. Uh, there's so many that claim they believe sort of like what Jesus said in Matthew 7, uh, verse 21 and onward. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father in heaven. And then Jesus says, some will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord. Have we not prophesied in that name? I want us to notice that in that passage, Jesus is not talking about atheists or those who reject God. He's talking about those who believe God, right. but they're not doing the will of the Father. And so that's the difference. It's one thing to believe in God is another thing to believe God and right. take him at his word. Right. Believing truly, truly believing in God is the belief that is the mental ascent towards understanding God and what he is and, and what his son is. But not just that. It's also following through with that belief. And uh, we'll get to this in a little bit. But Hebrews 10, 39, leading into uh, chapter 11, is really going to show us that, I think, very clearly. But, uh, you know, we talk about uh, you know, Abraham, for instance, he believed God and it was counted to him or it was imputed unto him as righteousness. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean that he says, OK, I believe you, God. Uh, thank you for telling me that about you know leaving my homeland. I believe it. Well, no, it wasn't that. It was, OK, I believe you. And now I'm going to do what you said, which was you know to leave Ur of the Chaldees and, and go to the land that you would show me. So that kind of brings us into our next point, And that is. Can you give us a couple of examples, maybe two or three examples of, of men and women in the Old Testament who truly believed God? And that is they believed, but they they followed through with their belief. You you mentioned um, Abraham already. Um, I also had him down here. Uh, that's James uh, chapter two, verse 23. But also in Romans four, we see, again, a reference to Abraham as someone who believed. Uh, but I think about Noah, right? Noah. Um, in the Hebrew 
chapter 4, or Hebrews chapter 11, not chapter 4, uh, we see a reference to Noah. He believed God, and he was moved to build the, to build the ark, mm -hmm. right? If, if, if Noah did not believe God, he would not build the ark. And that's, we, we see there a perfect example of what belief entails. It entails wow. acknowledging God and also listening and doing what he has to say. No, Noah was told, make thee an ark of gopher wood. And he moved and he did it, right? Sometimes uh, there's a meme that's out there that says uh, uh, Noah uh, was not saved by faith alone. He still had to build the ark, right? Wow. But um, the way I see it, uh, if you understand true biblical faith, then you would say, well, he was saved by faith because he acted. And, and that's what true biblical faith is, uh, is it requires action, is, is accompanied with actions. And I know we're going to talk more about that later on. Another example that I have here is the, the people of Nineveh. No, uh, Jonah, not Noah, Jonah preached to the people of Nineveh after he, you know, went through his whole uh, uh, running away from, from God's will and then God turning him around and then he's running with God doing his will. And in chapter three, we see that in verse three, uh, so Jonah rose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city and three day journey in the extent and verse, uh, skip down to verse, um, uh, um, well, verse four and verse five, it continues and it says, and Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Then he cried out and said, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And listen to what verse five says. So the people of Nineveh believed God, right? No, uh, 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 Jonah was the one during the preaching. And it didn't say, and they believed Jonah. <laughs> right. Uh, in essence, they did believe Jonah, but Jonah wasn't preaching Jonah's opinion. He was preaching God's word. And in verse 5, it says the entire city. So the people of Nineveh believed God. And what did they do? They proclaimed they fast. They put on sackcloth and ashes from the greatest to the least. When they believed God, they, they did something. They stopped their sinful acts. They were filled with uh, uh, godly sorrow, and they mourned over their own sins and repented at the preaching of Jonah. Right. Those are great examples. Um, I like that you mentioned uh, Noah. You know, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, Genesis 6, verse 8. And sometimes we see that meme. Uh, it's a very unfortunate meme, and then there's a very, un very unfortunate uh, counterpart meme that is, one of them says, uh, Obedience didn't save Noah. Grace did. And then they flip it around and say, grace didn't save Noah. Obedience did. And the problem is <laughs> they both go together. They, you know, because of God's grace, uh, he had the opportunity to be saved, of course. And he had the opportunity to be saved through Genesis 6, verse 22. It says that he did everything that God commanded him to do. So there's the why. So they work together. They're not mutually exclusive. They, they go together. God's grace and man's action go together. And so many people completely miss uh, one direction or the other on, you know, that topic. And even today, people are missing that and, and 
uh, not yes. believing in the grace of God on the one hand, and on the other hand, not believing that we have to do anything, you know, and, and it's really yes. unfortunate. Uh, there's another Old Testament example I'd like to bring in. That is uh, Naaman in uh, 2 Kings chapter 5. Naaman was a leper, and he was told by the prophet of the Lord to uh, go and dip himself seven times in the river Jordan. And at first, Naaman doesn't believe because what does he do? He says, he, I'm paraphrasing this, but he says, basically, aren't the Abana and the Farpar rivers up where I'm from? Aren't they better than this nasty old Jordan River? I'd rather go up there. <laughs> so he doesn't want to do it. So he doesn't believe, does he? But somebody talks some sense into him. And, and so he goes and he dips himself seven times in the River Jordan. He believes it. He does it. And then he comes up and he is cleansed of his leprosy. So that's another example of, of an Old Testament figure who uh, believed and obeyed God. Uh, he was reluctant to do so at first, but eventually he did. Yes. You know, um, I've been to the uh, uh, the baptismal site where John the Baptist very likely preached and baptized people in the Jordan. And it's a dirty water. It's, it's dirty, isn't it? I know now why Naaman didn't want to be baptized in the Jordan. <laughs> yep. But, uh, you know, he's like, well, you know, the, the water's crystal clear up at the Abana in the far part. Come on, really? But, hey, yeah. if I had leprosy, you know, beggars can't be choosers. So yeah, I'm yeah. going to do you what have God no says. Just right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's discuss some of the verses that clearly show that you have to believe in God to be saved. You mentioned the first one on my list, John 3.16, of course. We're all familiar with it. The golden text of the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should should not perish but have everlasting life. What about John 8.24? Therefore, I said to you that you will die in your sins, and this is Jesus speaking. Therefore, I said to you that you will die in your sins, for if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Very clearly, that shows we're not going to be saved if we don't believe in Jesus. But there's something critical here that sometimes people overlook, Lima, in this John 8, 24, when, when he says, unless you do not believe, or if you do not believe that I am he, that word he is actually in italics in our Bibles. And what he's really saying there is, unless you believe that I am do you want to comment on that just for a minute or so? Absolutely. John wrote to emphasize, uh, put an emphasis on the deity of Christ, that Jesus is God. Uh, we see that from the very beginning of his, of his gospel account, John 1 and verse 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelled among us and we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth and and so we also see in the um, book of john there are seven i am statements from the lord right i am the bread of life i am the water uh here jesus is is really making that claim that he is the great i am uh, he mentioned earlier, before Abraham was, I am. Right. And that's the idea here. He's telling the Jews, if you don't believe that I am God, then 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 you will die in your sins. You remember in chapter 5, the, when he made the claim that he was equal with God, and when, when he said 
he was he and the father are working together when when he made that claim that he is God's son the Jews were were got angry and mad and they wanted to kill him right and because he made himself equal with God well he is God right he is God in the flesh and that's why here in this verse we have that uh, that he really is not there uh, really the verse is Jesus is saying I am right you know, the oh. same same thing that God said to Moses. What yep. name? What name? Moses asked God, "What name should I should I tell? Who sent me?" Right. And God says to Moses, "Tell them I am sent you." Yeah. And, and that's the claim here. I am that I am, and uh, I love that you also mentioned uh, before Abraham was, I am, and you know that might make you scratch your head. You're like, what? Because before <laughs> Abraham was past tense, I am present tense how does that work you know but it, it does work if you're god you're eternal and so before abraham was in the past before he was jesus says i am and so he is he's he's god and he's always there he's he's eternal uh, he was in the beginning with god john chapter one and uh, you know jesus is god the son the second person of the godhead uh, but his deity is, is so important. And we need to make sure and understand that. And, and uh, to the listeners, just briefly, don't forget, we had an episode uh, on that very subject earlier in this season with uh, Brother Dan Kate. So make sure and go back and check that episode out if you haven't uh, listened to it. Uh, two episodes, actually. Let's move on to the next one. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That kind of goes into what we talked about last week, diligently seek him, you know, you know, not just believing, but actually seeking him, listening and, and heeding what he has to say. And the entire chapter of Hebrews 11 really goes into this. Um, you have any comments on verse six here in Hebrews 11? There are several things that, that, uh, said there that one must believe. Number one, he must believe God exists, and and then number two, he must believe that God is a rewarder. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes we, I don't know. Sometimes we, maybe we are afraid sometimes to say, "Well, I follow God because I want the reward." Well, He's a rewarder. He right. does have a crown to give, and so it's not wrong to say. I want to follow God because I want that crown, because I want my reward. The Apostle Paul looked forward to it, right? Paul said, right. you know, I've been poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. And Paul says, I, I've, I've run the race. I've fought the, the fight. I've kept the faith. And there is laid up for me this crown. Sounds like Paul wanted that crown. And so we must believe that God exists and that God is a rewarder of those that who those who will come and truly seek him and find him when you truly seek god you will find him uh he, he is not hard to find he's he's right there for us we just gotta seek we have to yep. seek diligently i think anybody who genuinely is desiring to read the bible and, and learn more about god and, and wants to be pleasing to god i think that uh you know they want to do what's right, but we have to remember without faith, it is impossible to be pleasing to him, as this verse says, 
And uh, you look all throughout Hebrews chapter 11, faith is, is belief in its action. It's not just uh, faith alone, as James chapter 2 tells us. So uh, let's look Absolutely. at Mark's, Mark 16, verse 16 briefly. He who believes and is baptized, and we'll, we'll get to that part uh, later in this series, but he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And then there's another one I really want to hone in on. That's Acts 16, verses 29 through 34. Then he called for a light. This is talking about the uh, Philippian jailer. He ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Now, a lot of people stop right there and they say, see, just believe. There's a problem with that, though, and that is, this is the introduction to Paul and Silas's sermon here because he keeps going. It says, then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately the text says he and all his family were baptized. Again, we're, that's coming in this plan of salvation series. So stay with us uh, listeners, but immediately he and all his family were baptized and now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them and he rejoiced having what? Having believed in God with all his house. So uh, again, if you believe, then you will obey. I even go back to Acts chapter two, verse uh, 42. Those who gladly received the word did what? They were baptized. They just were, like- they, uh, they believed and were baptized. Right, just like Peter said uh, a few verses prior in verse 38. So um, we've we've mentioned uh, a lot of these verses that clearly show we have to believe in Christ. And again, uh, probably not going to, you know, this isn't controversial. You probably won't run into any disagreement when you mention this, except when you have to explain, look, it's not just, you know, merely understanding that Jesus is, but it's actually following through with uh, our belief. We mentioned Noah um, from Genesis chapter six and onward, and then also Hebrews 11, verse six. But can you comment on the, the theme of uh, Hebrews chapter 11 regarding faith? Uh, what does Hebrews 11 show us about faith? We've kind of already mentioned it. Shows, yeah, we, we mentioned it, but we'll mention it again, right? That's the job of preachers. We got to repeat, repeat, repeat. <laughs> and so killer. Hebrews chapter, yes, <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11 uh, teaches us that faith requires actions, that faith is, is accompanied with actions, that faith is obeying the word of God. Uh, I want to I want to read a few of the highlights here in my Bible. Uh, verse four of Hebrews 11, verse four, by faith. And then notice what happens after uh, uh, Abel's name is, is mentioned. By faith, Abel did something, offered to God, a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he does not uh, see death and was not and was not found because God had taken him, taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So Enoch did something. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of the things yet not seen, moved. He acted, moved with godly fear prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is it, which is according to faith. Verse eight, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called out to go to the place which he could receive 
as an inheritance. By faith, he dwelt, he acted in the land of promise, uh, uh, for he waited. Verse 11, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And so we see, we see here, skip down to verse 20. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of his sons, uh, uh, of the sons of Joseph. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was caused, um, when he was born, because uh, they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. By faith, he forsook Egypt. We're, we're seeing the point here, right? There's action when it comes to faith. It's not just words. They did something. And the Hebrew writer is highlighting them. By faith, they acted and they pleased God. Absolutely. If you look through all of these individuals mentioned in the Hall of Fame of Faith, as we sometimes call it in Hebrews chapter 11, mm -hmm. what you're going to find is you're going to find this same construction over and over again. You're going to find by faith, fill in the blank with a person, right? A noun that is a person, Abel or Noah or Abraham, etc. So you're going to find by faith, fill in the blank with whatever person. And then you're going to find action verbs. You're going to find this is what they did. They did that by faith. By faith is an, uh, a prepositional phrase that is describing, it's an adverbial pre uh, prepositional phrase that is describing the action that they were doing. So faith always goes with action, which is what we've been talking about. A lot of people think that faith is just, okay, um, an expression of, of, I believe in Jesus. And they leave it at that. And that is a, a uh, tremendous mistake. It is, it's a condemnable mistake. And unfortunately, there are so many people who believe it and teach it. And uh, it's just flat out wrong. Mm -hmm. um, Hebrews 10, verse 39, the verse directly preceding Hebrews chapter 11. We don't need to overlook this because it says, but we, talking about Christians, are not of those who draw back to perdition, who draw back to you know condemnation, but of those who believe. Believe what? Just believe? No, they believe to the saving of the soul. So it's a belief that leads to the saving of the soul. And what kind of belief is that? Well, the next verse, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which were uh, are visible. By faith, Abel did this. By faith, Noah did this. By faith, Abraham did this, etc. So the faith that leads to the saving of the soul is a type of faith that leads to action. Sure. You know, you mentioned uh, Noah in uh, verse 7 here in Hebrews 11, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving, saving of his household. He did what for the saving of his household? He prepared an ark. He did something. And again, go back to Genesis 6, 22. 
Everything God told Noah, him. Noah, don't you dare do anything, Noah. Don't you dare do anything. That right. works. That right. works. You're, er you're earning your salvation from the, the flood, Noah. Don't you know that? No, he had to do what God said or he that boat wouldn't have floated. Uh, and we, we could go to First Peter chapter 3, which talks about the salvation that Noah had in, you know, verse 20. And then verse 21, the whole point, basically, uh, Peter says the, the antitype, you know, Noah and his ark is the type. The antitype is uh, baptism, which now saves us. That's literally what First Peter three twenty one says. Now saves us, not to putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm getting into uh, what we're going to talk about it toward the end of our series, uh, but I, I just couldn't help myself because this is so important, and so many people just flat out deny this. But we better uh, better move on. Uh, we're we're going over on the episode this week, but that's okay. But Lima, can you maybe just take two or three minutes, if you would, to sum up uh, James chapter two, which is another crucial crucial section when it comes to faith and understanding truly what faith is. Uh, James chapter two. Yeah, James lays out that that this the faith that justifies a person is is not just the idea of belief but it's belief accompanied uh, by actions if if all your faith is just a mental belief then james says congratulations you're just like the demons right but the demons are even better they believe and they tremble right and th and then he gives us uh several examples here of a faith that truly profits a person uh faith that, that is accompanied by my actions. Uh, verse 14, what does it profit my brethren if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? Well, we know the answer here in, in, in this verse. Uh, faith without works cannot save him. I like uh, Brother B.J. Clark when he shared about a horse. Um, how far can you ride a dead horse? You can, <laughs> you really can't go anywhere with a dead horse, and so maybe, he applied. Maybe it if here. the horse is on a trailer, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, how far can you ride a dead horse? You can't get anywhere on a dead horse. Well, apply that that analogy to faith. How far can you ride a dead faith? Can you use a dead faith to get to heaven? Because a dead faith is faith without works, according to James, is dead. And so we need a faith that is accompanied by works in order for us to, to you know, to receive the salvation, to be justified, just like Abraham was justified, according to James 2 and verse 23. And one last thing, the only place in the Bible where it says faith only it says it does not justify. Uh, verse 24 here, you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. There's so many faith only teachers out there. Uh, here we have the word of God basically saying it doesn't justify anyone. Right. I appreciate you summing up James uh, 2 verses 14 and following there. Um just a disclaimer, we're not saying that you earn anything because that's going too far the other direction. And uh, there are passages, you know, in Ephesians 2 and others that clearly teach, you know, we don't earn our salvation. It's not not that we're boasting or anything like that. Um, but there are things that God requires us to do. 
and our faith is what propels us to do those things. And, and that's what we're trying to make sure and, and uh, express on the podcast this week. So Lima, I really appreciate you joining me for uh, these first couple of episodes and we've got several more coming Lord willing with uh, Lima Asine. And I really appreciate you, good brother. You're, you're doing a, a wonderful work there out on the island uh, or the islands, I guess I should say. There's there's more than <laughs> one. But uh, you're doing a great job and, and love you and your family. And uh, just, uh, I'm just proud of, of everything y'all are doing over there. So, Well, you keep up the great work too, brother. I appreciate all the, the podcasts. Uh, let me tell you something about Chase, man. He is on schedule all the time and ahead of schedule. Um, what, what, when are these releasing again? <laughs> uh, so we're recording these in November and, uh, they will be releasing, uh, January, February, somewhere around there. So yeah, we, we try see to see what I'm on- saying. <laughs> we try to stay <laughs> on track too, but, uh, sometimes we, we get off the track. So I appreciate that, but, uh, yeah, it's really good to have you and we will continue these discussions, uh, in the, uh, coming weeks. So thank you, uh, as the listener to the everyday Christian podcast. Tune in next week, and uh, we will be continuing our discussion on the plan of salvation. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.